0: If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Chelsea and I don't usually have the opportunity to record in person, so Anchor makes it easy for us to do that. Let me explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more.
1: It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Pretty convenient if you're starting a podcast and don't have all the fancy equipment established podcasts have. Shell, you know what my favorite part is? What? Anchor is totally free. This made it easy for us to make our dream a reality and start recording professional best friends. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get
0: started. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at us recording an
1: ad. <laughs> oh my God, it's so weird, but I like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Welcome to professional best friends, a podcast where we.
1: Hi, welcome back to our pod. We are Michelle and Charles, professional best friends, a space where we share achievement, advice, and sometimes a little wine to get us through this thing called life. Girl, speaking of wine, <laughs> not yeah. that I had any this week, but um, Ryan's friend gave him a bottle of vodka for um, Christmas, I think it was, uh-huh. and I was kind of feeling like I wouldn't drink on Friday, like just, uh, just one to kind of end the week, and um uh I tried, we don't really have anything to mix it with, but we have um that bubbly, that the mm-hmm. seltzer water or, or sparkling water, whatever it is. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, and so I added, I think it was like half an ounce in there. And I didn't even freaking I also I used the meal um cups that you gave us. <laughs> uh-huh. And um I was just like, ah, Maboo. But oh my Lanta! I literally was halfway through drink, and mind you, again, I didn't even put that much vodka in there. I was halfway through drinking it, and I was already getting a headache. And I'm like, I'm <laughs> so I'm pathetic. Like how sad. <laughs> I You're so cute. Even I didn't finish it. I started drinking water afterwards because I'm like, your body. I'm like me talking to my body. I'm like, I can't.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh, so I-, I didn't
1: get to the finish and enjoy it.
0: I haven't had a. I haven't had a drink in a while either, which I need to. The other day, I was literally like, should I drink a couple of glasses of wine and then go to sleep or should I just take a sleeping pill? <laughs> <laughs> I should have chosen the couple of glasses of wine. I don't know about anybody else out there. And we always talk about it like we're super freaking old. But <laughs> y'all, when you're nearing 30, it's just drinking is a different thing. OK, it's not like we're, <laughs> it's not like we're doing her. <laughs> late teens early 20s like yeah i can't hold alcohol the same way like i i like, honestly like weigh the options now i'm like either i drink right now or i'm gonna get a, a hangover i know that for a fact and i'm gonna go to work like super like feeling nasty or wake up the other day nasty. like i honestly like i weigh my options now and i'm just like mm, is it really like worth you all these alcohol for right now and i'm like nah it's not you just really gotta consider it you know out here getting all the shit (laughs) me and Chelsea have been talking about more ways that we can like enjoy our life right or like Mm -hmm. do more like things that make us happy and like create more experiences and stuff like that and just really trying to like spoil ourselves and like yeah you know just just enjoy our life a little bit more so we're finding ways to do that and like i don't know it's it's going good it, it makes me <laughs> it makes me feel like oh i want to look for more things to do you know mm-hmm. like one of the things was uh chelsea went to go get her hair done and she looks so cute y'all can't no, see but cute. she looks so cute so you <laughs> gotta, gotta take my word for it uh <laughs> and like i bought this bag that i really wanted and that i've been saving for and well not saving for but i really wanted it and i had enough <laughs> to, uh to buy it and so uh, but i I kept telling Chelsea, I was like, how do I justify this this buy? And so my sister was like, you don't have to justify shit. If you want to buy it, I'm like, that's true.
1: Go all Ariana Grande. <laughs> I see it, I want it. <laughs> I don't know what else she says, but she's on the right track. No, I feel that same way because, you know, after big purchases and stuff, like we both have that guilt that mm-hmm. happens immediately after that buyer's guilt. Um and you know the price of my hair and so afterwards I was leaving and I was on like the high of it me actually enjoying how my hair looks but then when I got home I was like oh my god that was so much money that I've that's the most I've ever spent on my hair (laughs) but then afterwards I was I was thinking exactly of our conversation where I'm like why am I feeling bad about something like treating myself to something that like I waited more than six months to get my hair done again you know like i i gave it enough time and it's not like i do huge purchases like this all the time or spend this much money but you know it's gonna last me what seven ish months yeah. at this point so you yeah, but, know like but yeah don't feel mention, bad about it
0: not to mention it looks exactly like you wanted
1: it to oh, but, you know, i know
0: <laughs> you finally got it right <laughs> seriously i'm
1: like this this is what i've wanted
0: yeah. for so long we started our women segment, our woman segment, a woman. Uh, a woman. <laughs> we started our women segment uh, last episode, and we talked about fears and anxieties that we have um, as women. Uh, I did want to say also too that um, my definition or our definition of women, right, is. Uh, all those who identify as women um,
1: oh yeah definitely
0: but we talked about fears and anxieties that we have as women and how that kind of can trigger us to be more uh, protective and I'm like just there's a lot of fear surrounding us just by day by day and how we look forward to the positive side of things and how uh, women have come together and You know, and trying to support each other and encourage each other and protect each other from situations that have occurred. With that being said, um, in the midst of us finding like the silver lining and the light at the end of everything, um, there is also topics that are difficult to talk about. And None of these topics topics are necessarily easy. So me and Chelsea decided we wanted to talk, and we should uh put a huge trigger warning now. Um, mm-hmm. that so we are gonna talk about things so related to essay and all that stuff. So if you're not a ab- you don't you're not able to listen, then please you know don't listen. Um to us any further but me and chelsea were pretty nervous about getting into this episode and we were a little bit worried because it's a very delicate subject for a lot of reasons and we don't want to accidentally trigger someone for the purpose of this episode me and chelsea decided to do it as more of a conversation between uh us as best friends and ways we can relate to the subject or what we just think about it in general just because like i said this is is our segment about women and it's difficult you know like there's a lot of beautiful things about being (laughs) women but there's also a lot of true realities that are not as pretty as you know we would hope so yeah um i would like to start off by saying i saw this video today on tiktok actually um, was it was a TikTok or Twitter. I can't remember, but it was a video about this um, psychologist who went to a uh college and she was having a seminar, and she had the audience audience stand up if they knew someone that had experienced sexual assault before. Almost everybody in wow. the audience stood up, right? Mm-hmm. And then she said. Sit down if that person uh, reported, did not report the assault. A bunch of people sat down. And then she goes, sit down if they didn't get any legal repercussions, right? Yeah. Everybody sat down except for one person, except for one person was standing up. And that just like blew my mind. Not because it's surprising Mm -hmm. because but because of how fucked up that is yeah you know like it's just uh I I couldn't like I literally stopped watching the video for a while and I was just thinking about it and -hmm. thinking about all the people that I know and all the shit that I've gone through and like the stories that I've heard and and just always go back to that saying of like then why didn't you say something
1: from personal experience also it's it's kind of hard especially because it's um I mean I don't know this is something that I've also read in a psychology book as a psych major Mm. um only to the BA level so I again want to say that I'm not I don't have any real training or anything like that I just got my BA in psychology but um yeah I it's something that is always said in these books and it's usually someone, you know, or someone close, you know, to you. Um, and so for me, it was my mom, I would say abused, um, obviously by my dad, unfortunately. And, I knew- um, you know, we witnessed it as kids. And so it's something that honestly, until now that until now that you were talking, I was just like, it unlocked a memory and I was just like, Oh, Yeah, I remember my mom going through that. And I remember, there was one time where I like, um, couldn't go to sleep. And I was about to make my way downstairs, but I heard an altercation between them. Mm -hmm. And I just stopped right there. And I just watched everything happen. And I just was like, whoa, you know, and um, Mm
0: -hmm. yeah, I mean,
1: it's it's something that's like, well, he's my husband, so I'm not going to say anything. And it's. You can one hundred percent, like one hundred percent, say something against your husband, and yeah. um, I think that's, I guess, along the silver linings is that now you can file something against your husband because before, back in the old days, you couldn't, you couldn't. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, they didn't, um, they didn't consider that sexual abuse or sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it it is usually it's sad because you don't want to speak up. Well, at least again, personally. Yeah. I just don't didn't think that she wanted to speak up because it was her husband. And, um, and it has happened in front of family too, which is I my, mean, you know, my dad got very drunk one time at a party mm-hmm. and like, but um, put his hands around my mom in front of everyone. And then that, you know, people were like stepped in thankfully and um, helped us out. But yeah, it's it's really scary and sad that people don't say anything because it's typically someone close, you know, to whoever they're with. I
0: I totally agree. I mean, I've seen it happen a lot in my childhood too, to my mom and even up to this day, you know. We don't we just don't discuss the bad shit that happens in our families because that's not something we we need to talk about. You know, nobody mm-hmm. ever wants to focus on the shit that we're going through through the bad stuff on uh, any of that and especially like how you're talking about as latinas like my mom was so conditioned to the woman who she is now right like mm-hmm. beforehand she was so conditioned to like just bite her tongue and not say anything she was not a fighter beforehand yeah. not in the way that she is now not in the way that i see her now you know
1: mm-hmm. but
0: i saw it happening i mean i was like five six years old and i knew i knew exactly what was going on without
1: actually knowing what was going on do you know what i mean like yeah oh no that's I, exactly how i felt <laughs> yeah, i was like, like i was watching it you know
0: yeah like it's like not something you can comprehend because you're a child you know mm-hmm. like you don't know exactly what is going on but you know that it's not good she never said anything and i was old enough to like understand her situation but also know that I was too young to talk about it so Mm -hmm. I just tried to make her life easier in whatever ways that I could but I I I knew it you know like I knew what was going on like I could hear it sometimes and like I was a child and then it wasn't until a couple years ago maybe like two years ago tops um my mom was talking to one of my aunts about it and not Really my aunt, but like a step-aunt. And she was talking to my aunt, and she said something, like, even the way that she phrased it, she didn't even say, like, oh, he raped me. Mm -hmm. It was, she said, Oh, he just like, you know, in Spanish, right? Like he was like, Oh, she was like, Oh, me hizo el amor, yo no quería. And I'm like, (sighs) and I was like, Oh, but also like though even the phrasing right yeah like downplaying it yeah like the downplay of the phrasing like oh like it it we like made love but i didn't want to kind of think right like Mm -hmm. that's what it translates to yeah i'm like why say it like that and i was like listening offhand and they didn't even react dude like nobody said anything either and they were just kind of like because i I mean for one aspect like what can they say you know Mm -hmm. and but I just remember hearing her say that and me just being like I hope to God that she just doesn't think that way about it herself you know like I can understand trying to like clean it up a bit for who she's telling the story to right Mm
1: -hmm. but
0: it just made me it made me really scared that that's how she took it you know or that she just desensitized from it or that it just she's not calling it for what it is so it makes me like terrified to think that she just never accepted it Mm -hmm. and then it also made me terrified to think how many times it happened that she just brushed it under the rug or just you know didn't like stop considering it for what it was
1: oh yeah that's a good way to phrase that
0: you know and it's just it, it, it literally shook me to my fucking core but it also reminded me of of all the statistics and shit all the like research papers that i did in the in university when i was doing like my social my sociology and like anthropology and all that stuff right and like Mm -hmm. psychology and like all the shit that all the classes we had to take and how many reports i did on like sexual assault and like all that stuff and how huge the numbers were of women who didn't report the their assaults
1: Hmm.
0: because the majority of them have ha- happened at the hands of someone that they knew yeah and obviously like being who i am right here right now makes me think to myself i don't give a fuck who you are you put your hands on me we're gonna have an issue yeah but it's always easier said than done you know like it's always mm-hmm. easier to say like yeah like no fuck that i'm never gonna let that happen like i don't care who it is but it makes me also think about imagine imagine the betrayal and the heartbreak plus everything that comes with it of you know being a victim of that from someone that you knew someone that was supposed to love you you know
1: yeah it's something that i kind of have a conversation with my boyfriend too like some like even if we're so this isn't as severe as what the conversation we're having but um so we were talking about you know my hair right and I was like oh I was telling the stylist that one day I, I want a buzz cut and she was saying like oh we can do different colors and then he started going off on a tangent of like Oh, like you can do this. And obviously hair is very sensitive to me. And you know how I feel about Mm -hmm. not really feeling as feminine because of my face. Mm -hmm. Because I think I look like my dad. (laughs) And so he was like, oh, you can do put a streak through it or, you know, like get something like buzzed into it. And I just was like, no, like that obviously hit me in a different way that I didn't appreciate. And mm-hmm. so he kept going on and I just kept saying no. And he like thought it was, you know, I was joking. And I was like, when I say no, it's no. And so he just was like, whoa, you know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I may be a little sensitive right now because it's a hair topic, but it's something that is sensitive to me. Yeah. And, it's- and it's something that i told him in the past too. Like if I'm, if I want you to get off me and if you're, like, if I'm not in the mood or anything and I say no, it's no. Like, I don't care that we're boyfriend and girlfriend. If I'm telling you no, it's absolutely no.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: um, you know, it's something that, like you said, I I mean, I listen to, again, a lot of these podcasts where they talk about some stories about this. And like you said, it's it's easier said than done because I, from my experience, my, like, I've also at least been sexually harassed, you know, like it hasn't gone as far as sexual abuse, but um mm-hmm. one i'll I'll get to the story, but you know, seeing it happen to my mom, and I feel like the older I got, the more assertive I got mm-hmm. because of that experience witnessing it. And you know, even like a few a few years ago, my mom was saying something about my dad, and I was like, "What did he tell you? like I'll go, I'm gonna go talk to him." Like I was just so protective of her, and I was like, I do like you said. I don't Mm -hmm. care if it's someone I know. I don't care if it's my dad. Like, I will say something. I don't want to stay quiet anymore. I'm old enough to help my mom out. If she can't have, if she doesn't have the words to speak up. But, I mean, so, like, this happened in middle school. And I think you already know the story. But Mm -hmm. there was this person in my band class who I thought was a friend. And um, he would slap my ass all the time. And I just thought oh, like, uh it's it's just a thing that guys do, and I wouldn't say anything. But, of course, I was uncomfortable as hell. And he just did it th- all throughout middle school, all the time that we've known each other, to the point where he literally brought a friend over, slapped my ass, and then was like, look, she doesn't do anything. And I just looked at him, like, like shocked. The fact that he brought someone over to show him that I don't react. But it's also that, that like, you know, I, I stood still, like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. Like it, it's a uh, someone I know, like, I don't know, you know? So mm-hmm. it, yeah, back then it was like, I, I also as a child, like, what what do you do? Who do you tell? Um, and then that's something that like, I don't think anyone's ever really talked about. I think that's something that Emily and I've spoken about too, because we've shared, we've shared, um you know, similar incidences and stories like this. Mm-hmm. And she was like, we were just talking about this conversation that like we no one tells you to like say something like at least back then now it's kind of everywhere but it you know again 10-15 years ago no one was like hey if someone touches you and you don't like it say something speak up go to a teacher go to the office like say something and yeah you know it wasn't spoken about and so I, I, I mean I also would like to think now I would be more confident to say something and be mindful of it, but you're right it's I mean it's so different than it actually happening the reality of it because you can freeze up. but I would hope I would hope that mm-hmm. you know because it's more spoken about and I mean there is again there's to play devil's advocate um, you know, some sometimes people don't take it serious, authorities don't take it seriously and that's why i think it also makes it hard for women to speak up
0: but they really don't though like they really don't look i kind of like going off what you were saying right when it happened to me i was i didn't know i didn't know you know i didn't Mm -hmm. know what the hell was going on i mean i knew what was going on but you mean you know like it confuses you like it really fucks you up you're just like what the fuck you know Mm -hmm. like how do i how do i process this who do i tell and because you're you're right we were never told oh speak up when this is happening yeah it's and so that's why i say like it's so much easier said than done to say oh yeah well you know you should have said something because it's not that easy and because you just it confuses you it leaves you fucked up like it just really really messes you messes you up and when we were in high school during that time right even in middle school and stuff like i said this last episode as well right like women are so conditioned to take the fault already yeah and it's like oh well You remember like high school dress codes, right? You can't wear Mm -hmm. your your spaghetti straps. You can't show your shoulders. You can't show you like all this stuff. Like your skirt has to be, you know, three fingers above or like your knee and like all these fucking rules, right? And it's like, oh, I hope my shoulders don't distract guys (laughs) from fucking doing their math homework. Like, how fucked up is that? That you're already like telling girls, like, it's your fault. You're too provocative. You're like Mm -hmm. this, you're that. Like, already making it seem like, well, what were you wearing and how many times has that question have has been brought up you know when yeah. they, when they talk about sexual assault well what were they wearing like that fucking matters you know but it's yeah. always, like the whole like oh well it's kind of your fault already but so it leaves us like when it happens it's just like well is it my fault did mm-hmm. i do something and it starts making you like dissect it right like really like Dig in deep of like, well, did I do something to deserve this? Yeah, and you don't. And you said the last episode, even if you had said yes, and at one point you changed your mind. No, no, it's no. Like mm-hmm. that—that's the truth, you know. But they want to always victim blame, or they always want to put the blame on women. And that's just—and that's also not to say that you know this only happens to women. We're not saying that like, oh, you know, men don't experience uh, sexual assault or anything like that that's not what we're saying because we know that they do we're talking about women now though and it's just it's just terrible to see you know like how you said like 10-15 years ago nobody spoke about it and even I mean now like you know there is that whole like movement of just being loud and like voicing yourself and how many movies we saw the me too the time's up like all this shit you know like mm-hmm. people being like no like look at everything that happened with fucking Harvey Weinstein you know like oh my God, everybody know. coming out of the fucking woodwork but imagine imagine how many fucking people like how many women throughout the years stood fucking quiet and just let this guy continue mm-hmm.
1: out of fucking
0: fear that he had more fucking power than they did
1: you know yeah
0: but look what happened when they fucking banded together.
1: Bill Cosby thing too. Like mm. how that kind of got dismissed, I think. Um, which I think is insane because a lot of, not, I, I don't think as many as um, the Harvey Weinstein thing, but you know, it's, I just think it's crazy and sad to think that he had so much power over these. I mean, I think even Salma Hayek spoke yeah. out about it, right? But it's, it's true like it's like oh my god he has a hold of my career like he could literally blacklist me from hollywood and then you know what what do i do with my dreams now well not Um, just that but the
0: fact that like he was everywhere he was like like, he was huge in the fucking media industry you know like Mm -hmm. he was everywhere so imagine not being able to escape him like like seeing seeing his face everywhere Mm mm-hmm and oftentimes that goes back to what we were saying, that it's someone that that you know. And imagine that. Imagine just fucking trying to live your fucking life but continuously see the person who did that shit to you.
1: Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, like you said, I'm, I'm glad that the whole Me Too movement happened and that they did band together and, you know, brought light to it. Because it was a thing that I feel like you and I have seen and read a few times that, like, it was something that was known and people made fun of it and no one, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. Until women got together and then everyone was like, oh, I stand with you. And it was like, what, where was that a few years ago? You were like making a joke about it and here we are. Nobody actually you said know,
0: anything. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing though. Like, it's just, it's spooky too. Like how many people know, know something, like know that someone's a fucking abuser and they just keep quiet. Mm-hmm. Which is make which makes it difficult, even more difficult to fucking speak up, you know? Yeah. And like, I had, I know someone, right? Like, this is also tying back to what you were saying about not being taken seriously and like all that stuff. When when people do report it, I know someone who um, reported it, and first of all, that whole situation for her was horrible like imagine going through like three different stages of investigation right of people fucking asking you all these invasive questions of uh telling you to repeat your story and Mm -hmm. of examinations and shit only for at the end of it for nobody to really believe you yeah and when she told me all this story i was just i was horrified i was horrified and i was crying with her the whole fucking time because i'm just like just like imagine being brave enough to say it to Mm -hmm. report it to go through all these fucking things in order to hold that fucking person accountable you know yeah, for what they did and every step of the way just meeting a fucking hurdle like it's so fucking hard to believe someone when they're telling you that this happened Mm -hmm. and anyway person who did this to her was a friend of her best friend and her best friend didn't believe her and
1: oh my gosh
0: well no it wasn't that he didn't believe her he just knew the person longer and he was gonna stick beside that person Mm -hmm. and cut all ties with her with my friend and I was like imagine the fucking betrayal the heartache the anger the fucking just all of that shit of knowing that someone did something to you and people still like sticking beside him and
1: oh go ahead sorry
0: sorry and it's just like i mean it it wasn't the same thing obviously but Mm -hmm. it's brought me back to the story that i told on the last episode of how when that guy that i was seeing hit me Mm-hmm. and people saw him mutual friends by the way mutual friends and nobody said anything
1: yeah
0: and I'm just like why 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 would anybody just stand by mm-hmm. you know and pretend like it never happened or pretend like that person's a good person or like that person didn't fuck up you know like yeah, it's, it's just mind blowing to me that People actively choose to turn the other way when something horrible is happening.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it's on that note too. It, one, I can't believe because I feel like I've I I know someone also um, sort of in a similar situation that this person accused another person, mm-hmm. and um, no one believed her, mm-hmm. and I was just like um also I'm not gonna lie because it it is kind of hard so I've gone through those stages where I'm like him no like there's no way like I know him I know their family like I just can't see it happening and then afterwards I'm like but also they're my friend and if they're saying it happened then it happened you know like who am I to I just like people aren't doing it for attention at least the majority of the time right like and I hate that they feel us they make us feel like we're crying wolf, and it's just like i don't I don't know why they have a heart I, like again, I on one end, I understand because you're just like, I know this person. I just I can't believe that they did that, but then in the end, it should come around to be like, okay, there are two sides I need to hear this person's side and not dismiss it. so mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like the whole in-person thing blows my mind that someone witnesses it other people witness it and choose to stay quiet and i i don't know how people live with themselves like that but it also goes to like
0: it also goes to show you that like how much damage is actually fucking done you know Mm -hmm. like statistically speaking right one in three women globally Globally, one in three women experience sexual assault. And it, it like, from the people that I know, and I feel like I know a lot of girls who this has happened to, mm-hmm. it's so fucked up how fucked up it makes you, you yeah. know? Like, obviously, like, people handle it differently, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, fucking wild because not everybody's gonna... It's not gonna... This trauma is not gonna manifest the same way for everybody else, right?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, for everybody. But it just really, like, made me more... I don't know, like... Well, I guess, like, from my own personal experience, right? I kind of mentioned this last episode. That it made me very fearful of men. I'm going to be realistic. Mm-hmm. I mean I'm going to be super fucking honest. And that's the whole point of this podcast. Right. And uh, that we talk about our realities. And our truths. As not only like you know. What we're trying to share. But individually we've always been upfront About our, our shit. But it has always made me fearful of men. You know. And I try not to let it be a thing anymore but at the same time it's like i can't help it you know Mm -hmm. and especially when like i'm at work and someone's fucking saying things to me and i'm just like oh like i'm at work i can't fucking like snap like i can't like lose my fucking job over this like you know like Mm -hmm. i can't say anything and that's another thing too right like you're just expected to fucking keep going like, if someone's being inappropriate with you or something like that, you just got to, like, grit your teeth. Because it doesn't always have to be fucking sexual. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, someone saying degrading shit to you. It's just the way that they're persistent and, like, yeah. the way that they speak to you. Or, like, you know, I get some fucking guy that comes in at work all the time and calls me honey and sweetheart every time. And not, like, you know, like, I don't know why it bothers me. Because I'm just, like, it, it doesn't come off as, like, endearing to me you know Mm, like it just always comes up like kind of like a power struggle you know like they Mm -hmm. think that they're above me in a way so it sounds super degrading to me you know
1: yeah in
0: that sense or like i'll have someone be like oh you know you're so beautiful and like this this and this just like consistently can i get your number can i get your number and i'm like sir i'm fucking working (laughs) like (laughs) i'm i'm doing this you know can you like please stop or, I mean, in my other job, too. Remember I told you the story? That I had a fucking guy who was returning a, a fucking boxers and shit that he fucking bought that his son didn't want anymore. And he started tell- asking me, like, what I thought he would look like in them. And yeah. I was just
1: like... Oh, my like, God. The instant rage that just... Uh,
0: yeah. you literally
1: saying that to me right now. I was like, oh,
0: hell no. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, it would happen, like all at different times, like, all the time, all the time, like, it wasn't even fucking new. To the point where, like, we would all just get together at the end of the night and just start sharing the fucking stories of the audacity that people would fucking tell us, you know, like, that men would tell us. Until, like, I mean, like, I remember, because my my little sister worked with me, right? And, like, I remember one time it happened to her, and this guy kept following her around and would ask her how much it would take for him to buy her. Oh, my God, I can't she was and then she was just like super fucking uncomfortable and she came to find me and i was like what the fuck and i got mad but i'm just like she's just fucking working you know like she's just doing she's doing her job i'm like Mm -hmm. someone's just fucking following her around and that's fucking and it's just it happens so fucking frequently so fucking frequently that i bet you if we ask any woman it could just be like yeah like, you know, we're, like, almost fucking desensitized from it sometimes, you know? We're just like, yeah, mm-hmm. it happens, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it happens all the time. Like, doing the most mundane thing, you know? You can be I fucking guess. at the mall, fucking buying grocery shop or at fucking Target. Something's like, you know? Like, you can't fucking live. Yeah. With, nope. Without <laughs> thinking that they have more power than you. Or that they can say anything they want to or treat you however they want to just because.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean speaking of the most mundane things, I don't ever see the people I email or talk with these agents. And there's this one that would call all the time and say things to me. And I had one time where like my coworkers were around that everyone was getting ready to go on lunch. Mm -hmm. And they saw that I was really uncomfortable. And they're like, why don't you ask to speak to his manager or just hang up on him? And I was like, I... I don't know, like, I don't know why I just let him say these things, but Mm -hmm. um, he had actually recently called, because I think it's been like a year now that I've ever heard anything from him, but he recently called and I had stepped away from my desk. So I didn't like want to have my phone on silent at work because Ryan's sleeping next door. Um, So usually when I'm at my desk, I see that it's ringing and then I'll pick it up. Um, But this time, like I said, I stepped away from my desk and he called. And he's like, hey, it's blah, blah, blah. I haven't spoken to you in such a long time. And he just says the most uncomfortable things like, oh, I I bet you're so beautiful. And, like, I want to send you flowers. And he's like, I, like, want to come visit you in L.A. And there was even a a girl. Exactly. And we've never seen each other. We don't even we didn't even speak that much. But the fact that he was still harassing me over the phone when we're supposed to be professional is so disgusting and mm. so uncomfortable. And like I said, I like what do you say? But I feel like now that I'm working from home and I have the courage to like say something without anyone else overhearing, I know mm-hmm. I will. If he ever calls next time, be like, look, I feel uncomfortable when you speak to me like this. Please keep it professional. But it's it's just so. And I didn't even call him back. I was like, I'm not. I don't want to yeah. <laughs> interact with this. I really don't need this right now. But yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's so uncomfortable. And especially the fact that he's like, oh, like, I want to go out to LA and we should meet up when I'm out there. And I'm like, no, I'm like, I have a boyfriend, like the last time he said something like that. And I was like, well, I don't know if my boyfriend would like that, you know, like,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Again, the excuse of like, why can't I just say no instead of. Like How trying to, to sugarcoat it.
0: Explanation, yeah, yeah. If even, even like, because uh, I mean, we said it last episode. Because it's always going to be the fucking fear of repercussion. Like, what are they going to do to me
1: mm-hmm.
0: if if I fucking say no? Like you said something that honestly, like, made me like like super emotional. You said it at last episode, but I held it together. No, oh. because <laughs> you because you said something like, even if you had said yes at one point and that yes had turned into a no it's still not your fault. And yeah. it just oof, like it I felt like you had to punch me in the chest. Oh my but bad. <laughs> no but like you know not in a bad way but because it's true you know like we're just so conditioned to taking shit taking the blame for everything. Mm-hmm. You know when it's like if i told you something from the beginning why is it or even if it wasn't in the beginning what if it was midway like whatever the fuck like still like no means no mm-hmm. but you carry that guilt with you of like this is my fault you, you convince yourself that someone else's actions were your fault and then yeah. you're to blame for them and so it really like made me think about my mental health and like how being a victim of sexual assault or whatever has like really like changed me And Mm -hmm. how I see it happen to, like, my other people that I know that has happened to them, you know? Mm -hmm. And just witnessing on a daily, you know, like, on social media and, like, all that stuff. Like, or, like, you know, just all these testimonies of people and seeing all, all this stuff and, like, doing all this research on it and, like, all these things. Like, it really does change you as a fucking person. And... In one way, I mean, in some ways, you know, like, not, like I said, not everybody's going to react the same way. But going back to me saying, like, personally speaking, like, yeah, like, it fucked me up. Like, it gave me more anxiety that I already had. Fucking PTSD through the fucking roof. You know, like, I've always felt uncomfortable. And this is probably one of the reasons why I hate PDA. Like, I don't like... Like, I'm super affectionate when it comes to, like, my friends, right? And if you think yeah. about the psychology behind it, it's because I'm comfortable with you guys. Like, I love you. I know you love me. And I know you respect me. And I respect you. And, like, mm-hmm. I know that I'm safe with you, you know? Yeah. And so I'm okay with, like, hugging you and, like, holding your hand, like, all that stuff. But when it comes to, like, romantic partners, I can't do it. Like, I get very, like, stiff and standoffish because it makes me uncomfortable in so many fucking, like, levels. Even yeah. at this fucking day and age, you know? Like, I can't just, I can't. Like, it just really, 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 like, oh, like, it makes me, like, it gives me anxiety thinking about it, actually. Mm-hmm. And I obviously can now see it for, like, see it for what it is, like, because I just don't feel safe because I feel like at any point, you can turn on me yeah and I can be caught in a situation just like I had been before and mm-hmm. but even then like too, like like I said when I think about like the mental health aspect of it all like of um, I've I mean like I can tell things and I can I can share things with you and I cannot share things with you but like I know myself when I'm in a relationship you know or yeah. I know myself when like Chelsea, you know me for ten thousand years. How <laughs> often do like I make a fuss about dating someone, or like being single, or like being with someone? Like, I always feel like I sound super nonchalant sometimes. Of like, yeah, you're cool. you know, like, yeah. And I mean, obviously, like I've been in love and all that shit. and That's different because drama. <laughs> but that's tea for that's tea for another day. But you know, like for the most part, I'm always like, what do I say? Oh, I'm good on my own. Like i'm good like i'm fine like when i'm single you know i'm like yeah like it's never fucking phased me and i think that that's because i feel super safe that way Mm -hmm. you know and that's why it takes a lot to like fucking lower my guard down and like just be super receptive of someone trying to give me affection and love and like tenderness because i'm just like super equipped already to be triggered and like flight or fight you know yeah Uh, fighting because it uh, sometimes feels that way like it's so fucked up to think that someone broke you and made you feel like because again like this goes back to like almost always it being like coming from someone that you knew right or like someone (laughs) that you loved or like whatever Uh, (laughs) someone that you thought should have respected you and cared for you it's like accepting love from someone feels like playing with a fucking grenade yeah (laughs) and when you've been the victim of sexual assault because you don't always feel safe and and it's knowing the fact that in order to be in love in order to have a good loving relationship you have to let them in Mm -hmm. and it's terrifying it's terrifying to trust again, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Like, it's terrifying to trust someone that and believe that they're going to treat you with respect and with love and with kindness.
1: Um, I was going to say, at least from my perspective recently, you changed the wording of how you say things now. And uh, in terms of a relationship, like, yeah, you say that you're um, happy being like you're enough right now for yourself and you want to mm-hmm. continue working on yourself and work through um like how you're saying like past traumas and um your shadow self and you know like and but then at the same time you have a positive outlook now than before when we would talk about relationships you know it's a different (laughs) you you say things so differently and you're just like you know like yeah I will find the one and but it's coming from a place of more respect for yourself you know and so I mean but again it's how you say it like it the trauma can present itself in different ways and now you're working on it after all these years to like change that and not to say that you probably if once you get into a relationship you you wouldn't still have those same reservations but I think now you have a better insight Mm -hmm. as to why you feel the way you do or like towards PDA or affection Mm -hmm. um and probably won't run away from it as you would before (laughs) no but yeah. (laughs) you're you're totally right
0: but i think that also comes because of what we've been talking about like putting yourself in a position wanting to heal you Mm -hmm. know like i there was a point in my life right where i thought to myself uh i want to be loved and i want to love but that's not gonna happen if i continue carrying all this trauma with me and all these reservations and all these insecurities and all this like fucked up ideas I had about love. Like we've been talking about since the beginning, since we started this podcast, it takes wanting to get better in order to start seeing some, seeing some change, you know? Mm-hmm. And like I said, like it manifests itself differently in other people, in, in everybody, you know, not everybody's going to be the same way that I am, or not everybody's going to be more, more, uh, uh, not everybody's gonna be like you, you know where you got more like assertive and you're like, no, like I'll fight and like I'll stand up, you know <laughs> yeah. yeah but but it, it it really does show itself in different ways, but it's the wanting to heal mm-hmm. the that really kicks everything off. And I mean again, that's easier said than done because we don't know the situations of everybody. every we might have gone through our own our own things, but our story is not always going to be the same one as everybody else, you know
1: and yeah, of course
0: it ta- it takes a lot to like be honest with yourself first of all it takes so much to be honest with yourself and admit mm-hmm. where your fears and your insecurities and your self-limiting beliefs and your trauma where all of it comes from but it's even tougher to sit with someone like sit with a therapist or even like a friend or a loved one someone that you truly trust and be honest about where that left you yeah. and how that made you feel because you carry this shame or this guilt that somehow it was your fault or somehow you were, you're, you are less because this happened to you.
1: Yeah. And obviously um, we know that's not true. And it was going to take a lot for me to like openly say it because it is the relationship I'm in right now. Our, the whole situation was, again, I know it. it's probably going to sound not as bad, but considering what we just explored the stories I shared earlier about you know seeing my mom um be abused and um you know it so to me I obviously handled that I processed that differently and like you said it was more of like I don't want to be in that situation so I'm going to speak up for myself Mm -hmm. and it honestly does seem silly so Ryan and I were at Disneyland and we were on Pirates of the Caribbean I don't know what we were talking about but we were on the little boat thing and he oh okay so you and I and I think because I get it from Amy too um when someone when one of us slips up we laugh at it and then we like repeat that word right
0: mm-hmm. so
1: like say like this instance I um <laughs> there was one time I was telling Amy that ra- that Lady Gaga got her name from um Radio Gaga from Queen but mm-hmm. I said it totally backwards I was like um radio gaga Gaga got her lady from and the amy was like what (laughs) (laughs) and so i was just like oh my gosh so like that's something that we always like joke at now and so it's something that we always do and so me like i this was like fresh into our first year of our relationship right and so i was like oh everyone's like that everyone like laughs at something that they slip up at apparently not ryan he didn't understand that i wasn't like making fun of him i just thought it was funny and that's something that, again, has always been something that Amy and I have done or like I've done with other people, like even Emily and you, you know, like we, we laugh at something that's so small. Mm-hmm. And um, he, I guess that he wasn't used to that and didn't like it. And so he like slapped my mouth, but it wasn't like a huge hit. It was just kind of like a, hey, like a tap. And to me, I was like, I don't fucking like that. And I made it clear to him. I didn't like that. And so I, you know, was like, I obviously was pissed and it took a lot for me to say, hey, I didn't like what you did. I know you probably thought you were joking or playing around, but to me, it didn't feel like that. Mm-hmm. And um, and it did make it a little awkward the rest of that night. But, you know, I said something, I was just like, again, even if he thought he was playing around, that's not what it felt like to me. And I had to yeah. make that a little aware to him. And, you know, in that moment it too, it was like, I also had to trust that I knew him well enough to know that this is something that he obviously wouldn't do in a bigger way. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Like I, I I had to trust that I knew him, that he wouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. Like he wouldn't actually hit me again. It does present itself in a different way. And for me, it was speaking up, but it's also uh, on your topic of like, not trusting that person it really mm-hmm. does take so much to trust and be like okay it's not gonna happen again you know like again like this uh, i feel like again i feel like it is a, a bigger thing i made it a bigger thing than it was but at the same time my experiences made me feel that way and i had to say and i had to tell him and i had and i did i explained why i reacted the way i did
0: and <laughs> i opened
1: up my experiences this, to him
0: this is why i've always said that i've always admired you because <laughs> no because it's true i mean like obviously like i'm always trying to fucking romance you but (laughs) i'm not saying it in a way to be like oh i love you so much because i mean i do but you know what i mean like i'm I'm, like generally like generally, generally coming from a deep like fucking deep within me of like respect and shit Mm -hmm. that i have seen you get hurt and fall and all this shit but everything has always made you stronger And I say that with like the utmost respect because I've seen it. I've been by your side for 35 years. Like (laughs) I've seen it happen to you, you know, or like Mm -hmm. maybe when I didn't know you, when we were like way younger, but the stories that you tell me and the way that you've handled all of that and the way that you have just continuously got stronger from it, like has always blown my mind because I, I wish, and again, this is going back to me saying like everybody handles things differently right mm-hmm. i wish i would have found the same strength you did in the ways that you've been hurt before like the yeah. lessons that you learned and maybe at the time you didn't know that you were learning lessons but there was mm-hmm. like something deep within you that was like no i'm not gonna let this happen to me yeah and i've I've seen it and i've seen it and i've seen it which and the other side right of it like i saw so much abuse and so much like violence in my childhood and like all that stuff and i felt like at the opposite end of that spectrum of where you were at i just let it not that i let it happen but i just kind of fell into the role of like well you gotta be quiet you gotta just sit there and look pretty like that's your role you Mm -hmm. know we don't talk about anything else we don't speak about anything else you just sit there and you look pretty and you just take it you just take the hit like you just you just you just don't say anything and it's crazy because like obviously like now you know who I am now and like all the journey that I've gone through and like all the stuff Mm -hmm. that I'm doing to get better and to heal and like to understand my past trauma and my childhood and all that all that stuff like yeah I can't imagine like just sitting there and taking it anymore Mm -hmm. you know like I just can't imagine like like doing that um you know how we were talking about this certain ex last time right yeah and I said oh well he just expects things from me because well she always just sat there and looked pretty when I needed her to and her door was always wide open because well that's the way that I wanted it and that's Mm -hmm. the way that whatever right and it just made me think that when I found myself in that same not in the same place but in a similar, ugh, I don't even know how to put it, but I guess, yeah, like in the same place that I wasn't that person anymore
1: yeah. and
0: that I wasn't just going to like let him walk in through the door and just take whatever he wanted because he was so used to it and mm-hmm. because I loved him or I thought that I loved him and I thought that he loved me, that I was just going to sit there and look pretty. But that wasn't the case anymore, you know? Yeah. And it, and then when I was like drawing up my boundaries and I was like fucking digging the line into the ground right (laughs) that I thought to myself like this is terrifying but I also feel really good about this
1: Yeah, and
0: I'm scared and I'm nervous but I'm also who I am right now and I'm not gonna be that girl anymore Mm -hmm. because that me or this me right this me right now doesn't love you anymore and doesn't doesn't owe you anything? Doesn't think she owes you anything? And oftentimes, when we put up with shit, is because we think we owe the person something. Yeah, and that's probably or we we are at, or we think we are to blame, you know. Mm-hmm. And in those situ in these situations where we think that we're the ones at fault, because well, why didn't we say anything? Or maybe I should have been louder. Maybe I should have been more clear. Maybe I should have been this. Maybe I should have been that. And none of that is fucking true, you know? Yeah. The only person you owe anything to is yourself. And this is why, like, I tell you that I, I say shit with, like, the utmost respect when I think about you and your strength and all that stuff. It's because I've seen you fall to the fucking ground, bruise knees, <laughs> literally <laughs> but, literally but you've always come out stronger and i know that there's been times throughout these past couple of years when you've never seen that for yourself you know but i've that's how i've always seen you and because yeah. i i think to myself like you've seen shit happen and you refuse to be part of that you know and you refuse yeah. to be someone who just stays fucking quiet which is is where I feel like women are at now, mm-hmm. and I've seen I'm seeing it happen more and more and more and more when we're just getting louder and louder and louder about what we deserve. Oh yeah, and I think that this fucking mind blowing <laughs> and amazing and leaves me in fucking awe every single fucking time because I think yeah. to myself even if there's someone out there who doesn't have the courage to speak up, that doesn't make them any less brave or any less strong. And there are other people out there being loud enough to
1: help that person out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's so you saying that um, you don't owe anyone anything, that I feel like that has made its way into our vocabulary for a really long time. And then like how you were saying, like, it's, it truly is a beautiful thing that we're seeing more and more people like women banding together and people just speaking up and not staying quiet anymore. And that's the world that I want my niece to live in. You know, like, I, I think I've told you times too, where I, she's mentioned something and then I just felt the next day I felt bad. Cause I'm like, why didn't I tell her, you know, I kind of froze in that moment. I'm like, why didn't I tell her, Hey, if someone, if you don't like the way they looked at you, or if they did something that made you uncomfortable, like say something. So the next time I saw her, I did exactly that, where I was like, you, I was like, you tell someone, you tell me, you tell your mom, your teacher, if you need to, like, you need to speak up if you didn't like what they did, or if you felt uncomfortable by anyone. And so it's, it's just that we, again, we didn't get that talk. And I would hope to God that the future for her is better when it comes mm-hmm. to situations like this, and I would love for her to make. I would. I want to make it known that she doesn't need to stay quiet, and you know, it should go for all the other young women growing up. I love that you said that, but I think that that's the point, right? Like, what's
0: that quote call? "Uh, empowered women, empower women." Yeah because it's true like i think that we're coming into our our sisterhood and our own power as women and just being like hey you're you will not intimidate me you will not push me around like i am my own person and like you said like we don't we don't owe you anything and it's just compared to the teenage us right (laughs) Mm -hmm. our teenage versions like this woman that i am now like this adult version of me is just like yeah i went through some shit and we went through some shit you've gone through some shit and everybody has but Mm -hmm. we're starting to become these people these women who refuse to let that shit happen to us again yeah and being surrounded by other women who find that same strength within them like it really does empower other women to be vocal to be open to be loud to fucking shake shit up and be like no Mm -hmm. I said no and that's that like no more like no more further explanation like nothing else said so I really like that that things are things are changing and we're wanting more change and that Mm -hmm. we or being more open and more loud and holding people accountable for shit and refusing to fucking back down, you know? Yeah. I think that that's fucking wonderful. And <laughs> I just hope for more fucking healing and more fucking peace and more kindness. And I know I sound like a super fucking hippie when I say that shit, but like it's, no. something, <laughs> it's something that I truly like truly fucking believe in, you know? And yeah. I'm starting to see it and it's, fucking amazing because like you said like you want that to be the type of world your niece grows up in and Mm -hmm. i want that to be the fucking world for everybody you know i'm gonna leave it at that sappy thought i'm just gonna leave it at that (laughs) happy thought
1: as our uh spanish professor said
0: (laughs) me and chelsea decided to ditch the script on this and just kind of have a conversation about it because we just wanted to be like genuine and real about our thoughts about Mm it not that we're uh, always like fully scripted, but you know, like we <laughs> oh, we do share our honest shit, but like we wanted to do it in a, like a more casual setting without like fi- following our bullet points or anything like that. So, yeah. um, we hope that you enjoyed this episode for what it was, and we hope to see you next week in our last segment of our woman series.
1: A woman,
0: what <laughs> <We'll> shell said. <laughs> we'll catch you next week. bye. bye.